I'm gonna explain to you exactly how to get past the most difficult of gatekeepers. But first, a story how I got absolutely ruined by a gatekeeper in real life. I was working a six-figure software sales deal and the company's headquarters happened to be about 45 minutes away from my office. I was in my office that day and my senior sales leader came to me and she said, hey, you ought to go take them a gift. I think that would go really well in helping get your deal across the line. So I thought, sure, that's a good idea. I go to the swag closet, make two swag bags, some t-shirts, some candles, some blankets, a lot of good stuff. Keep in mind, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Did not expect to go to an executive corporate office that day. So I get in my car, I'm a little anxious. I drive my way on over to the HQ and I walk in the HQ lobby. And as soon as I walk in, I see a glass room with 12 executives sitting in there all in suits. And they don't really look at me, but I'm like, okay, there they are, <laughs> the executives. But first, I gotta get past the gatekeeper. And I didn't even contemplate that there could be a real life physical gatekeeper because usually I'm calling the gatekeepers and that's the framework I have for you here today because I've made 60,000 cold calls. I'm in this executive office and the gatekeeper front desk lady looks at me and I could tell she has already written me off from the time I walked in because I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> but I have two gift bags. So I walk up and I'm like, hey, my name's Trent and I'm here to see, and she just cuts me off. She's like, you're not getting through. Um, yeah, thanks for stopping in. <laughs> and I say, no, 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 but you don't understand. I'm working with da-da-da and da-da-da. I brought them gifts. She's like, I don't care. You don't have an appointment, do you? No, you're not getting through. So I'm discouraged at this point because I hadn't watched this video ahead of time and I wasn't prepared. So I immediately conceded and I said, not a problem. Where can I set these? Can you make sure they get them? She's like, all right, sure, no problem. So I walk out feeling utterly defeated. So that's what gatekeepers can do to you. But I'm here to tell you, you must be willing to keep showing up and keep calling them. So let's start by identifying, well, who is the gatekeeper? So if you're in sales, you are calling your prospects in order to set meetings to generate pipelines so you can get more revenue. Organizations, especially in B2B sales, that's where you'll find the gatekeepers. If you're doing B2C, business to consumer, most people don't have a gatekeeper. It's just them at the dinner table with their family, or maybe the wife's the gatekeeper, or the husband, whatever. But if you're calling a large organization, it is just a combination of people. On one side, you have the important executives that hide away in their little corner office, little cubicles, and they don't wanna be interrupted because they're doing important work. So you have the other side of people, which are the lower level employees, and this can be a gatekeeper. So imagine a, sec a secretary sitting outside of an executive's office, and the secretary is responsible for managing this executive's calendar. So the last thing in the world that she is gonna add to that executive's calendar, busy schedule, is a meeting with you. So your objective is to understand, well, how do I actually overcome that inevitable difficulty? And the other type of gatekeeper, which is a lot simpler, is just a phone secretary. So if you've ever called on an organization, you find their phone number on a website or on a LinkedIn page, and you just call that 1-800-da-da-da-da-da furniture number, and then it's, a lot of these phone systems are automated, so you can just type in their last name and route directly to the contact. That's best case scenario, but maybe there's someone that says, hello, we're Furniture Co., who do you wanna speak with? And you say, John, and they may say, 
well, who may I tell him is calling? Oh, this is Trent from da 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 calling for Dud. And she's like, okay, great, passes you through. So we're not gonna really focus on that type of gatekeeper because they're easy to get past. We're gonna focus on the more challenging of gatekeepers, which is the actual secretaries that manage the calendars for the people that you want to be calling. Imagine yourself sitting in a room, it's a little hot, you're sweating, you've got the headset on, you've got a list of 50 prospects to call today, you're behind on your number, you've got a pickleball match later that night, you went out the Saturday of the week before so you're a little low on sleep, and you're sitting there and you're worried because you've called this gatekeeper before. You've tried to call the prospect, the VP of HR, and you know who's gonna answer, it's gonna be Diane, it's not the VP of HR, it's the secretary, Diane, who every time asks you who you are and why you're calling and says, no, they're not available. No, they're at lunch. Hey, they're out in the office today. They're lying to you. They're giving you excuses. And it takes quite a bit of persistence and self-belief to continue to call on that person. It, it's similar to a, a firing squad in a way. So imagine storming the, beach, the beaches of Normandy. You know if you're on the front lines, you're getting shot. Like you are done for. So when you call a lot of these gatekeepers, you gotta, you gotta call with the assumption that nine times out of 10, you are gonna get absolutely body bagged. You're gonna be put in a casket 10 feet below the ground, similar to one I went on site. So level set your expectations. It's similar to swimming. When you jump off the diving board, you know you're getting wet. You're not worried about getting wet because you're going swimming. So when you are calling upon prospects that have a gatekeeper, just expect ahead of time that they are going to shut you down. But I'm gonna give you the exact framework that I use to at least put yourself in a position to get past the most difficult of gatekeepers because it's absolutely possible. Where most people get this wrong, in my opinion, is they do what everyone else does. And they just say, hey, is, is John around? Hey, may I speak with John? And they actually ask the gatekeeper to progress them forward in the phone tree to then speak with the leader that you were calling to speak upon. Nine times out of 10, this is not going to work, and I think that this strategy is destined for failure. So what you ought to do instead is play the long game and lead with value and lead with the email. So there's three steps in this process. Step number one is to get on a first name basis with the actual secretary with the gatekeeper. Step number two is to then treat that gatekeeper, the secretary, as if they are the prospect. Make them feel special. And then step number three is to then send a follow-up email correspondence to the gatekeeper with your actual desired prospect, the VP, the high-level executive you're reaching out to, CC'd on the email. And let's break down those three steps now. So when you are calling a prospect, Hopefully you have their direct phone number. If you're using a tool like Zoom Info, Apollo, even Lucia, Seamless AI, you can find prospects' direct phone numbers, which may go directly to a landline in their office, or it could be their mobile number or their work number. So you are gonna call them directly on their way of communicating. This will help you overcome the gatekeepers entirely. So if you're wondering, how do I get past the gatekeepers? That's the best way. But most of the time, you just have a generic phone number that is gonna hopefully route you to that place, but you're getting stopped by the secretary. So when you call, you always call as if you are already speaking with your prospect. So if the prospect's name is Jack and they're the VP of HR, you call and you say, hey Jack, this is Trent from, but then the, the, the secretary's gonna be like, no, this, this isn't Jack, this is Jill, this is, this is I, I'm their secretary, the gatekeeper, et cetera, et cetera. You wanna get on a first name basis with them. You wanna say, oh, Jill, 
oh, great to be speaking with you. This is Trent from da 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 da. How are you doing today? And start asking them about themselves. You always get on a first name basis, and this also mitigates risk against when you call. And if you if you ever ask, hey, is this duh? Is this da da da? Is this tribute? Is this John? Is this Jill? If you call and ask who you're speaking with, it shows that you've done no prep and you have no idea who you're calling. So you always call and you assume you're already speaking with the person. But you wanna get on a first name basis with this gatekeeper because you will be calling them back continuous, continuously as we've talked about because it requires a lot of persistence. Next, you want to treat that gatekeeper as if they are the desired prospect. Meaning, rather than going into some talk track hey, can you pass me along to your boss, Jack, who they're specifically not gonna pass you along to? You go directly into your talk track and begin pitching them as if you were pitching your prospect. So you'll say, hey, well, the reason I was calling you is we help organizations just like yours improve engagement, retention, productivity. Is that a priority for the team today? The secretary has no idea because all they do is manage the calendar. All they do is tell people like you, salespeople, know all day. So they're gonna say, as a matter of fact, I don't know, I'm gonna have to ask my boss. And this is interesting what we've just done. So you've now given them a compelling reason to actually introduce you and your ideas to their boss. So what you do is you present them a solution, and this is the third and final step, number three. You say, I figured that was the case, and that's the reason why I'm reaching out. I'd like to speak with Jack to understand how we might be able to help provide value to your organization and further their goals. Being that this sounds like it's a priority for them today, what I'd like to do is I'd like to send you a follow-up email explaining exactly what we talked about here today. I'll CC Jack on that note. Could you do me a favor and, and make sure he sees it? And nine times out of 10, they're gonna say, Yes, no problem, I, I can surely do that. So what you've now done is rather than asking the gatekeeper to push you forward to speak with the boss, which you have virtually no chance of getting through unless you make something up and say, hey, I'm family, I gotta speak with the, hey, emergency, which I don't recommend either. You want to send them an email and you want to direct them to bring it up to their boss, to their leader, and then set the meeting via that channel of communication or even ask them in that email, when would it be a better time for me to give you a call back when you'd be expecting it? That could be another route as well, but you wanna leverage the gatekeeper to ensure that your email communications are actually seen by your desired prospect, and I believe that is the most effective way to get past the gatekeeper because you are ensuring your messaging is introduced to the correct prospect, and if you can see they're opening your emails but not responding, you have to continue to call back and respectfully remind your gatekeeper prospect, look, we spoke on the 27th and we agreed that what I was introducing was important to you and your leader and the organization as a whole. You said that you would bring it up to them. Have you had a chance to surface to them and get any feedback? And what they're most likely is gonna say is, well, hey, John's really busy, da 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 So you say, not a problem. Would there be a better time for me to, to give you a call back when, when, when John might have a minute or two of availability? You wanna keep just presenting low friction, value-added solutions first, so you make it easier for them to want to do business with you, because the whole purpose of doing the cold call in and of itself is just to set the meeting at the end of the day. And one final pro tip, when you are calling this gatekeeper secretary, if you're calling, let's say John, if you're calling trying to speak with the John Smith, you'll say, hey, this is Trent from Tribute calling for John. You don't say their last name. 
only use first names because when you use first names, it makes you come across as more personal. And I've actually had some instances when the gatekeeper says, sure, right away, I'll pass you to John. Because when you call with conviction, when you call assuming what you're saying is gonna be relevant to them, when you call assuming you already know them, there's built-in credibility, there's built-in conviction, and they can feel that, they can sense that. So make sure when you're calling, believe that you are meant to be speaking with them, and then follow the three-step framework of getting on a first-name basis with the gatekeeper, treating the gatekeeper like they're important, like they're special, like they are the prospect. They're not gonna be able to answer your questions, so you gotta then present them an easy solution and outline all of the relevant information so that you know if you put a lot of time into that custom email, they're actually gonna bring it up to their leader, and it will get the time of the day, and it will ultimately increase your open rates and conversion rates on the emails, as a result of your gatekeeper calling strategy. If you found value in today's video, hit the thumbs up button now. Subscribe to the, the channel for more sales videos just like this one. Connect with me on LinkedIn if you haven't already, and I'll talk to you in the next video.